So, Jay Brucifer was uh, very thankful and thought well, thoughtful to tell us that I actually had everything needed. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> so we're going to have to start over from scratch. Thanks, Jay Bruce. So, welcome to this week's episode of Tech Talk. I'm your host, Michael Amargan. And with us this week, we also have our <laughs> co-host, Vic Well. Hello. <laughs> okay since we have to go through all of that again which is wonderful spectacular uh <laughs> we had some interesting news this week and it's pretty much we're gonna start off with gamer phones or gaming phones essentially phones that were built with gamers in mind for mobile gaming and this pretty much started off with Razer's uh, Razer phone, you know, very aptly named. Uh, make sure you don't, like, not know who it was from. And it came with some whopping features. It was like a 400 milliamp battery, 100 frame, 120 frames per second, 8 gigs of RAM. Like, you make sure that you know this is a gaming phone. Like, there's, there's no doubt about it in your mind at all. So, then we have, I mean, okay, let me, let me just finish up with that before I move on to the next one. They then tried to mock that up to so say that you can put that in a case of a laptop, I guess you could say, and make that your, like, that would be the guts of your laptop. That powers everything. Um, and that would be your touchpad and everything like that as well, which, you know, that idea never really doesn't seem like it caught on. I think. Mm, it was a nice idea. I must admit. It was an interesting idea. I'll I'll say yeah. that much. I don't know about nice idea, but it was an interesting well, idea. You have your phone, you using your phone, then you go on your laptop, just like drop it in there and it turned into like like your trackpad. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty like, much. It's kinda like what they tried to do what they did with the Nintendo Switch. You'd be at home playing it, then you could pick up the thing. The, the what is it? What do they technically call it? Uh, it's a dock. What's the technical term? It's a dock. It's that's the technical term. It's oh. <laughs> so they don't they don't call the screen. Oh, minus it's, the dock, the screen, that part, the controller. Yeah, what's that? It's what, a dock. What do they technically call it? It's a dock. <laughs> the oh, next that, part. Yeah. This? Yeah. Oh, this is this is the actual like tablet. I guess you'd call it. Okay, we will call it the Switch tablet. But yeah, no, it's, it's, this is like... just the Switch. It's just the Switch. <laughs> like yeah, they, you, you they, play they, it like this. Like this is how you, you play it. Or you can put it on your screen. You can put it on the screen. Pick up the Switch tablet, and you continue playing what you was playing on the screen on the go. I guess that's what they were kind of some somewhat going with. The yeah, raise much. The phone and the dropping it in the mouse in the trackpad area. Essentially, yeah, the, the Switch is technically a tablet. It runs Tegra, um, it runs a Tegra core chipset. Yeah, exactly. So it's like the NVIDIA uh, Shield, which is a tablet, gaming tablet. Um, just for Nintendo, I guess. <laughs> They're gonna have a technical term. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's a Tegra X1, which is the reason why it was recently hacked. Well, hacked in a good way, which means like homebrews and like they can pour apps over and do their own kind of thing with it now. But that's not what we're talking about today. Because that, that can kind of have its own thing. But yeah, so the the laptop shell essentially was a dock. Which, you know, fed from the... Uh, a good way to think about it is like what they do with the Samsung DeX. You just connect it and it creates a computer screen like monitor setup for you in a sense. Um, but the next phone that came out was a phone called the, well, it's from Xiaomi. It's called the Black Shark. It was, it was $480. Um, it was supposed to take on the Razer phone pretty much. And it starts off by telling you that you know it's got liquid cooling inside of it which you know should be interesting it's something that's been asked for for years now samsung kind of gave it a very half-assed attempt with a it's gel cooling system i guess you could call it uh which kind of when i learned about that i just went like that's not liquid cooling and i i spoke to the samsung rep who was talking about it and he's like yeah it's not and he just kind of gave me a look just like i know <laughs> i know i'm dying on the inside as well <laughs> but um it's got some in the, the xiaomi one has some interesting features it's got a rubber backing so you can really hold on to it for starters it's got a good size to it it's got full um hd which I think the, uh, it doesn't have uh, quad HD, I think it is, which the Razer phone does, which is 4K, I think, I think the Razer phone is 4K with 120 frames per second. I think so. I think it is as well. But it's got a Snapdragon 4, I'm sorry, 845, which is pretty powerful within itself. Uh, the liquid cooling system that I mentioned earlier also brings the temps down for up to 8 degrees Celsius, which really helps, especially when you're playing those more powerful graphic-intensive games. Then you've got the dedicated button on the left-hand side, which uh, allows you to kick your phone into high-performance mode. So make sure you know, you're getting the most performance from your phone for this game. It's got dual stereo sound. And much like the Nintendo Switch, it's got a uh, little joy controller, right? Like that. That's kind of built inside the the thing that you pretty much would push the phone into. So it's kind of like, well, let me do it like this. It's kind of like that. And then you play it, so on and so forth, I guess. I guess that's probably the better way to show it. Which is an interesting idea. Whoa, okay. That was not supposed to happen. Hey, Google, stop. What then? Hey, Google, stop. Stop. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> right, so other specs, you know, it's got a 12 megapixel and a 20 megapixel camera in the back. It kind of looks in like a Mophie, except it doesn't take over the entire... Um, entire phone yeah 
Um, yeah, so the back has a 12, uh, 20 megapixel camera. The front has a 20 megapixel camera. Um, the memory can vary between uh, 100, sorry, 8 gigs of RAM with 128 gigs of storage or 6 gigs of RAM and 64 gigs of storage. There's no micro um, SD slot, um, but it also has a 4,000 milliamp battery and you can get quick charge 3.0, which means that you can pretty much charge your phone up to, I think it's 70% within 15 minutes of charging it. And then it starts to slow down and it's just to make sure it doesn't run out the battery. So apparently the first five, sorry, 50,000 orders of the phone will get the controller for free. And after that, it retails for about 30 bucks. Yeah, or 179 yen. Because, yeah, they're starting off in China. 30 bucks isn't bad. It's, it's honestly not. Like, to make sh if you are serious about gaming, like, you're going to spend a little bit more than that just for a set of, like, actual controllers for, like, the Nintendo Switch or something. So... I don't think it's bad at all. Then, of course, we now have this new phone coming out by ZTE, which is called the Nubia. Nubia's Red Magic Smartphone, which has glowing LED on the back of the phone. If you didn't want to scream gamer more than that, you know. I, I think it's a little gaudy of an idea, personally speaking. But, um, yeah. So, it's it's a sub-brand. Nubia is a sub-brand of ZTE that's made in China. And it's built, quote-unquote, specifically for gaming. Uh, it has sharp hexagonal cutouts for the camera and fingerprint sensor. With aggressive red vents and details. With the glowing LED strip on the back, which makes no freaking sense to me. The design of... <laughs> I'm sorry, but it it's just like, does it. It's like when the sidekick had... Uh, sidekick was different because the, the LED was in the track... Not track pad. I don't know what they call them back in the day. Ah, uh, the ball. I think it was track ball. Yeah, yeah. The, tr yeah. the the LED was inside the trackball, so it was kind of different because you can see it and you could see which notification was which. But to have it on the back, unless you're gonna like have your phone face down sometimes, then you can set notification lights to be a certain color. I don't know. I don't it, know. It, it's so weird. they're probably gonna add that in there to give it a reason why there's gonna be. A, lights in the back i don't know like this phone I, I will admit before i get into all of this this phone is very weird to me yeah it's sleek that's like the sleek the sleek it, look it tries to go alienware on you with a as a phone yeah that's that's my opinion on it and not only that like the design is weird it like the i'm not sure how this would place. feel the front the screen the front of the phone looks don't look bad but the back no. can do some work yes exactly 
Exactly. And that's where the majority of the design is, the back. <laughs> yeah, the back could the back could do somewhere, but the front isn't isn't bad. Um so pretty much what this is saying is it's a six inch display, which is like two K, so that's that's pretty standard to what like the Xiaomi one is. But unlike Xiaomi, unlike Razer, this is using a Snapdragon 835 processor, which is not as fast, not as powerful. And it's kind of like, if you're trying to make a gaming phone, don't you want the best kind of stuff inside of it? Like, yep. that that's my end of thinking with it. But of course, the rest of it is, quote, high to, sorry, mid to high end um, with the same 8 gigs of RAM and up to uh, 128 gigs of storage along with the 6 gigs and 64 gig models so they kind of copied Xiaomi with that uh, camera wise there's a 24 megapixel camera in the back and an 8 megapixel camera in the front I have no idea on the aperture of any of these um, cameras which is the most is important 24, part 24 megapixel yeah Jeez. so that just that that essentially just means that's how big the picture is. That's not saying how great the photo will be. Especially in the lights. Like the lower it is, almost the, the better it is because it gets more light inside the um inside the shot. So you can actually get more detail. So I don't know. I don't know about that. I know Razer came out with their own and the camera yeah, people were pretty much saying hot. exactly. Yeah. They were like, this is a great phone for everything but the camera. Um, this one's got a 300, sorry, 3,800 milliamp battery. And this, this one comes up to roughly $397 in the US. There's no extra accessories or anything like that. But the thing that gets me is... If you're going to do all of this, then don't you want to make sure that you're coming out good? And also, is this gaming phone thing a trend? Is it just like niche? Is it something that's going to go away? Or is this actually like going to continue in the future? Like, that's that's what I want to know. Um, I kind of like the idea. I personally like the idea. I don't know if anybody else like the idea of it. But I do. I thought it was pretty neat when Razer came out with their, uh, with their phone to like promote mobile gaming. Hmm. You want to play Minecraft on that? <laughs> what is playing on Minecraft? Like Minecraft doesn't. <laughs> Minecraft doesn't really require all that much stuff. Like, yeah, but it's still like nice. So that's like. I think that was like the only mobile game because mobile games don't stick with me. I gotta play it for like a week and then I'll be dead. I, it basically would be dead to me. But Minecraft was one that I can play it for a while. I may uninstall it, but I may always reinstall it and play it again for a while. Like it sticks when I want it to stick. Okay, I mean, I can understand that. I can understand that. Um,. Now, the thing that gets me with this, though, is I know they were trying to come out with high-performance devices. Like, this is, like, with Google's 
Nexus devices, kind of. Like, they were trying to go state-of-the-art while keeping the phones cheap originally. Originally, that's what they were doing. And then they just, like, boop! High prices, everyone. Let's follow Apple. And, um... That's kind of been the trend. And now these gaming devices, they're actually fairly cheap. Yep. So it's kind actually, of like... Actually, ZTE, which you just was speaking about. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect it. I expected the one that you just was speaking about. It's expected to be like $100. Well, in the US, $300. Yeah. I was expecting a bit more. So I mean, it's it's interesting the the um, the pricing that's this is happening with this stuff. More so because of how things have been priced out before. So, I mean, the trend of the gaming phone is a little weird to me. But if we can get high end performance with cheaper prices, yep. I'm down. I'm all for it. For it. <laughs> um. Now, there's something else that we were kind of talking a little bit about before inside, like, our WhatsApp group. And that's something called RCS. Now, for those of you who don't know what RCS is, it pretty much means uh, rich content, sorry, rich communication services. And it's essentially what's going to replace you being able to text. And not only that, it's pretty much going to replace a lot of other ways of... Okay. It's going to replace a lot of the ways how you would be able to send messages. Like with MMS, you had to uh, have particular settings. Um, the other person would have to have MMS. The yeah, I feel like MMS never worked for us. It worked, but how should I put this? It never really took off. Like it was never really promoted well enough. Oh, so we have it. Yeah, we have it. Like I've sent, uh, I've sent messages to other people here with MMS, and it's worked without a problem. Hmm. I'm just saying. I mean, actually, let me see if I could send you something. I know, I know back in the day, back in the day, you know, when phones didn't have full, well, a QWERTY keyboard on the touchscreen, is the regular ones. And I know like, that the MMS had was the option there, but I just feel like it never worked for us. Like back then I tried and I got the error message and like, I just never bothered to try again. And we got all these other, got iMessage, you have WhatsApp, got BBM, when BBM had its high crave back then. Wow, okay, so we're getting spammed on Mixer. <laughs> so let me see if I can send you this message while I'm dealing with that. And banning this other guy. Wow. Okay. 
So that's done. So let me know if you got that text, by the way. Let's see. Oh, I did. Oh, it does work. Yeah. After wait. It just says image file and then it was deleted. Wait, what? Deleted? No, don't delete it. No, I was asking you deleted. It said image file and name the image file when it has was deleted. What the hell? <laughs> um, no, I didn't delete anything. It's showing up in your messages? Yeah. Like... Oh, my saying this oh you probably can't even see not with brightness why is saying this that is deleted that is really really weird okay i guess it's still got its quirks <laughs> essentially though R um rcs which I'm going to now start calling chat because that's the name that is going to be going by with Google. And Google is actually one mm. of the companies that's pushing this entire thing. Is this going to be Google's answer to iMessage? Yes. I don't think it's going to. I don't think it's going to. I don't know. I feel like iMessages have like a certain. iMessage has a certain crowd. Uh, they kind of basically took over and then android's kind of like real late in the game they are very late in the game they have had a lot of mishaps when it's come to messages before um like, that they I really know. need to work on what was that maximum that they had from orca other to talk to well from yeah. to talk, chat to talk to hangouts to voice to then removing voice from hangouts but it still actually works kind of um to Allo, which never really took off, even though Duo did, and both of those came out the exact same time. It's it had a lot of a lot of rough messy. patches. Yes, Ex yes, yes, exactly. Um, are we having a problem with our stream right now? Testing. Hmm. Oh, no, okay. We seem fine. I don't know. Things are being a little wonky today, I guess. Well, we've got spammers. We've got connection issues. We've got MMS that aren't sending. But, <laughs> um, essentially, yeah. So things like being able to send messages over data instead of texting. That's going to be part of it. And Google's been very interesting with the way that they've gone about this. They've pretty much reached out to pretty much every carrier in the world and tried to get them on board with this as to develop the next generation of texting. Even BTC? I would assume so, but I haven't heard anyone talk to me about it. So who knows? Maybe. And we got it on the computer too? Hmm. I see. Well, they they are talk there are talks about messages going onto the computer, so you never know. Hey, what are you trying to sell the day game? So essentially what's happening is 
you can send your pictures your videos your little animations your location uh quite literally a bunch of different stuff over it and i think there was something um let me see here are all the carriers that support google chats and let's see who's on this this was posted yesterday by android central let's see that's okay so there's the gsma's universal profile which is something that it um rcs is kind of based off of and there's 48 carriers on that then there's oh okay yeah so i don't see us on this you've got thailand india mexico only okay we've got usa malaysia russia canada china latin america germany uae the philippines norway indonesia japan netherlands singapore uh, Africa, France, Argentina, Poland, uh, Nordic countries, Norway, Sweden, Italy, Turkey, and the Netherlands, as well as Vodafone's UK, that are going on this. And Universal Profile, what that pretty much is, is that it allows for a single industry agreed set of features and technical enablers that uh, are developed with the idea in mind of of developing RCS. So it allows for things mm, like uh, capability discovery, which allows for communication between different regions. So say you're in the United States. If I send you a message over RCS, it'll work without, you know, any particular thing happening. Um, because it would then be going over data as well. Uh, you could do chats, group chats, file transfers, audio messaging, video sharing, multi-device stuff, enriched calling, locations, um, sh mm, sharing, and live sketching. What this resolve, um, I message on FaceTime, no one go. Pretty much. Well, I'm gonna say it in action. So if we can get everyone on it, then you may find people moving away from iMessage. But there's one downside to it. Unlike iMessage and WhatsApp and Telegram and Signal and a bunch of other messaging apps that have encryption end to end. This doesn't have any encryption at all and follows the intercept laws by different countries, which means that your country can essentially read your messages and see what you're sending. Maybe it will be later on because I don't know WhatsApp having it first going off and they eventually, they eventually put it in after a while you're right they didn't so they they may they may then have it as a feature later on well see that's the thing a lot of like security experts are saying like 
it's 2018. If you want to come out with something, it better come out with. So come out with it one time. Exactly. But if they're trying to get this right, but still meet the deadline and just pushing to get it out, and then they're going to deal with the bug later. Oh, well, the encryption, well, the encryption with the security later. Because then that's probably, because then that's probably like a little small fix. But right now they're trying to make sure the groundwork is laid, everything situated how they want it to situate everything's running this way. It's actually working with the um, cellular providers. So I guess like to them, like, that's just like a little small thing for them. That's something they can easy fix later on. But I, I would prefer to be there when it comes out because it's going to then be in competition with all the other apps that have then end-to-end encryption. Exactly. So it's kind of like, why would I switch when I already have protection? And I think Google's being very careful, but not you, phone. I think <laughs> um, they're being very careful with it because, okay, so for example, there was a country, I forget the exact name of the country, but that essentially wiped out, uh, well, not wiped out, but they stopped whatsapp from being able to be used within the country during particular court cases because they didn't want anyone using it to send out messages or anything like that because they couldn't control it they, they couldn't see what people were sending they didn't want messages to go out so they just put a ban in place and so if they put encryption on this that pretty much stops the entire rcs network for that entire country as well since the courts can't read or see what's going on. Granted, RCS technically still won't stop texting because if, let's say you have RCS and I don't, when you send me a message, it's going to default to text. So for example, like how you got the message before with no image, Mm -hmm. It will just say like you were sent an image and not give you any means to actually download it. So it's, it would be interesting to see what they really go about and how it like is implemented. But at the same point, it's got some little bugs inside of it from here to there. Bugs and things that need to be ironed out. Exactly. I'm just glad that they finally, finally pushing this out. Like, I feel like I've been waiting years, funny years for this. Like, I remember when Samsung had that one, it was like, chat on. Yep, that was it, chat on. <sighs> that was, that time. was a while ago. And then yep, Samsung got rid of it. Android. Wow, I remember when, like, I was promoting that as well. And then they just, like, decided to kill it off. And I'm like... Okay. I guess I, I'm guessing the reason why they really did that is because they couldn't really fight against things like WeChat and Line, which are more popular inside those countries and over in like in more of the Asian areas, I guess you could say. But it was still, it was still interesting. It was. I thought it was going to kick off, but the humans wasn't interested in that. They just wasn't interested in WhatsApp. Pretty much. Even though, and like, I, back then, there was the whole thing that WhatsApp would eventually go, like, go paid to use it. 
Like that was that was legit the plan. Even on WhatsApp's like WhatsApp.com, they're like, right now it's a free trial. Which yes, is the I reason, remember that. That's the reason why like every year or so like they extended it. Yes, my mine because like when I first downloaded WhatsApp, I had like maybe two contacts on my phone that used WhatsApp. That was, that was back when everybody saw on their BBM hype. And I had with them on my, B, on my BlackBerry. And I saw that, you know, they had a little, like, the trial thing. I thought, okay, I expected it to end. And I, like, when it came close down to the expiration time, it would automatically renew and give me another year. But it did that for all other phones but iOS, because back then, WhatsApp was 99 cents on iOS yep. devices. And that was, like, their subscription right there. What the fuck? What the fuck? It's free. Now it's free. It's free and now it's owned by Facebook. Even even though they say it's not listening to you, whatever you talk about on WhatsApp, then you end up seeing it. It's listening to them. I believe so for real. They say, like Zuckerberg said inside the Congress meeting, it doesn't, but I, I I still don't trust that. I was speaking about CIBC and WhatsApp, and when I went, I think it was either Instagram or Facebook, and it was there. I, I've shown you evidence, like, of conversations you and I have in WhatsApp, and it just ends up on Facebook, like, the next day or something like that. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's creepy. I don't trust Zuckerberg with that, like, his comments on that at all. I feel, like, um, I feel like everybody's always listening. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, you, you kind of expect that nowadays. Yeah. Um, kind of sidebarring this a little bit, though. It's Amazon came up with something else that's kind of weird. I, I think that's probably the best way I could describe it. It's, um, so you know how they allowed you to, like, give the delivery guys access to your homes and drop off the packages and supposedly then leave, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now they have something where you pretty much give them access to the back of your car, which can then be very weird because there are ways to get from the back of your car into your car. Car. Like, I don't, I don't... some cars actually have that built in. Like, you peel back the back, and you can go in between the car seats, or push back the car seats, or pull down the car seat. So it's yeah. kind of like, mm. yeah, like so anybody could be watching when he puts that in your car trunk. And if you're going to be parking that same spot all day, say you're at work and there's a parking lot, when he puts that in your trunk and you're in like your office, someone can just come and break into your car, go into your trunk. And take out your package, and you won't even know because you're in the office, like a couple feet away. Pretty so, much. yeah. Essentially, how this one works though, instead of them getting like a smart key and you have to buy that and stuff like that from Amazon, and then they like do that whole thing with like what they do with getting into your home. Uh, apparently, Volvo and General Motors have partnered up with Amazon for this. So if you have uh, a 2015 or newer connected Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, or Cadillac vehicle with an active OnStar Access subscription, 
or a Volvo car with an on-call account, uh, you can pretty much use this feature if you're in the United States and in select cities, because there's only 37 cities right now that have this available. Uh, Amazon, quite their comment towards it was that customers have told us that they love features like keyless guest access and being able to monitor their front door from anywhere with the Amazon key app. And then they said that in-car delivery goes, gives customers the peace of mind that allows them to take the Amazon experience with them and with no additional hardware or devices required. So this is essentially relying instead of hardware that you need to have a monthly or annual subscription with your car companies, uh, on star or on call account. And this is definitely isn't for everybody. Uh, I'm not sure if that's, they're aiming for other places, but I personally think if they want to get people, they kind of are going to have to get rid of that whole on call on car thing or move past just using that. I know it isn't for me. I mean, I personally wouldn't be using it period. Cause I don't want anyone going into the back of my car. So that's hmm. so you like pitch an idea. People got invested into it and now you're taking an extra mile. So they did the one where they come to your house and put the pattern on the inside of your home for you. And then like now they're doing it for your car. Kind of stretching. And oh, apparently there are also restrictions. Like you, you can only buy something that's worth up to $1,300 and it has to be bought from Amazon. No third party vendors from Amazon. Yeah, they, they, they're definitely marking towards a certain class. And then if it's 50 pounds or more or larger than 26 by 21 by 20, sorry, by 16 inches, then you have to sign for it, which kind of defeats the entire purpose of them putting it in your car. Because then why? Like, just bring it to me. But I don't know. This this whole thing seems sketchy. Making people lazy. Not just that. It just seems sketch, like legit sketch to me. But then again, we have places like Snapchat doing spec uh, spectacles <laughs> two point and like. Why? I like, honestly thought they died from like 1.0. I didn't realize that they continued it. I thought, yeah, I thought they didn't do well, period. And now all I saw today were like, oh, hey, like Snapchat Spectacles 2 is out. And I'm oh, like, no. why? Why, why are they seen, out? I just seen how to pair them on and what how videos. Uh, they look kind of, I don't know. I guess they gotta stay relevant some somehow. No. And the fact that they launched with a price of 150 bucks 
for these things that only post to Snapchat, which is dying, or at least should be dying. Should be dying. I think <laughs> it should be dead by now, but people won't let it die. And hold on, get this: version one only sold two hundred and twenty thousand um, pairs of the device, which I mean is admittedly fairly uh, a fair good chunk of change. Because even if you go by the new price, that's that's thirty three million dollars that they made from that. That. Okay, that's actually kind of scary. People were willing to give Snapchat thirty-three million dollars. You see why they can do version two. Oh boy! And apparently, the version one had limited functionality, tricky exports like to Snapchat, and very weird hues with their videos. And they fixed all that in version two not all of it apparently what? now it's a little bit more stylish but when i look at it it looks almost the exact same the exact and same look... yeah i thought so as well i didn't see a big difference yeah um apparently they go on sale with in the u.s canada uk france and 13 other european countries well the other uh sorry outside of the u.s they go on sale may 3rd uh let's see Apparently, version one was to get people comfortable with the idea. <laughs> Which makes sense given what happened with Google Glass. Like, that was the whole thing. People weren't exactly comfortable about it. I thought that was so cool. I remember my IT class, and it just showed us, like, when I was in high school, my teacher showed us the video for that. I was just like, wow, this is so cool. And then, like, yeah, later. Like, it's nowhere to be, <laughs> it's nowhere to be found. <sighs> and all pictures and videos on YouTube. It, it uh, was a neat, it was a neat idea, I'd admit that. But the Snapchat glasses, oh, Snapchat spectacles, <sighs> I don't know. I'm not for them, but I guess it's not for me, so that's probably why I'm not for them, but it may be for other people. I guess persons that need to snap at everything in their daily life mm, I don't know I'm trying to find like the real reason here and apparently okay so this new version is actually 20 bucks more expensive than the old one because the old one was 129.99 um I'm not sure where that sound just Oh, how would anyone be comfortable streaming everything in front of them that often? That's kind of it. And not only that, um, whenever you are recording video, essentially, it comes up with these little like lights on your glasses to say that you're recording. It's kind of like, why? Why? Like, and I was going to give people like the heads up, the heads up. I guess yeah, it's more like a kind of sort of disclaimer-ish thing because if they didn't have it there, then they probably would have gotten sued um, for not having a light indicator to say, you know, hey, I'm recording it because someone would have been recording somebody, might have posted it, person might have found out, take Snapchat to court for it. I think, I think mm. that they, 
that's probably what someone would do. So that's probably why they didn't have it there. Maybe. But I mean, this is ugly as sin. Wait. Uh, I don't know. They... Let me see. They apparently have enough battery and memory to record and transfer seven videos over a week on normal charge, plus carry four extra charges in the case. So um, there's apparently a, a battery in the case, uh, which is a yellow case, which is one third smaller than previously. So the yellow squeeze... case is cute. I'd admit that. I think the case is cute. I like the color, but the glasses, no. So. Lee, what pretty much that they are, you're not streaming from these, you're just recording or taking pictures. And anytime that you're recording or taking pictures, the light comes on. And it's not inside the lens so much as it's like, imagine my glasses and then they're two being two circular things like right here. And those light up. So it's like outside of my vision, but like you look at me and you know I'm doing something. Then again, I'm wearing these weird-ass glasses regardless, so I'm probably doing something anyway. Let me see if I could show you the, um, show you what this looks like. So, both. That is essentially what, uh, Snapchat Spectacles version 2 looks like. It, you know, now I think about it. It looks like those snorkel goggles <laughs> just like widened <laughs> and not like sucked onto your eyeballs. They do. Which is that's not a good look. Like at all. That is, that's that's a horrible look. Fashion wise. Uh, apparently they come the thing about it is though, it's they say that it feels sleeker and less like chunky plastic than version uh one version one was god awful this is still god awful but less god awful it's like asking for a slightly stinkier pile of poo i suppose that's good it helps to let people know something is up when you're in the restroom or gym <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um yeah i mean yeah you i would hope you wouldn't have these on in those places like you'd put them inside your pocket You would be surprised as to how many pictures of guys they have wearing these things. Um, like, even in this, like, demo, there, there quite literally is a demo that they have um, for this article. Let me see if I could find it for you really quick. Uh, Snapchat is back with version 2 of Spectacles. Yeah, so this guy right here, for TechCrunch, he's pretty much wearing them out and showing them off and so on. These, Josh. I mean, yeah. The, tell me, tell me that does not look like a pair of goggles for your eyes, like just outside of. Okay, so here's here's a little uh, video Colors, for A deeper blue, a deeper red, and black, instead of those crazy teal pastel colors like last time. And that means you're a lot more likely to actually want to put them on your face. Snapchat has put a lot of work into fixing the pairing process that was really clumsy before. In I mean, they... 
Yeah, like it looks it looks nice on him. They don't look half bad. Yeah, but see that's the thing, they're on him. And that was not where I clicked. Nobody when I was riding around There we go. So I kind of get the look that they're going for, like the more hard plastic Clark Kent kind of look with the glasses, but I I still can't get over like the light and then the nose bridge. There's no padding. Like Vicky, do do you have like the little nose pads for your glasses? Like these? Oh no, and I have I have like an intake like right here. When my glasses sit on my face all day. Exactly. Like, and these don't even like have the indentated part to go like that, like inside here. These just go whap. Stick your nose like right up inside there and like push down. It's going to become, it's going to become uncomfortable after a while. That's, th this whole thing seems like it's still got issues. You can't even use it for GoPro because this is only for Snapchat and Snapchat is what, like, 30 or 60 seconds max? Oh, like, I don't let you have an Android. Oh, man. Oh, that video quality about to be so crappy. Oh, my. Wait. <laughs> no, it, it's not going to be using... Like, these have cameras inside of them. So, it's going to be using the cameras oh, so that's built gonna in give on me, the It's going to give me iPhone quality snaps. I didn't say that. I did not say that. <laughs> Because we all know Snapchat for Android phones. Mm -mm. Well, that's because of how they capture the image, like the video, because they were screen record versus actually building it in for iPhone, which is dumb as hell. Now I gotta, I gotta look for a video to see a comparison between recording it on the spectacles for an Android device and recording it on a, via the secondary camera, well, the back camera on the Android phone. I'm gonna look for a video to see how it is. So I want to see the quality because I know. I would assume the video quality would be better, like if you were to upload both to Snapchat and look at it there. I'm it expecting would... it to be better as well, and that Snapchat somehow compresses it. Yeah. Well, remember, like I was saying, if you're gonna take the, if you're gonna record using your smartphone, and then use that, upload that version of it, it's going to be crappy because it's recording the screen it's not screen. using the like it's not actually recording a video to share it unless you upload a recorded version of a video that i think would be an interesting test so yeah this they say it's better and i mean maybe it is it does seem like it's got some Things that it's fixed. Um, it's got some interesting colors now. I can certainly say that. Uh, let's see. Hardware hinges are now much smaller, making them lighter and shallower overall. It has an extra microphone to help reduce wind noise and balance out conversations. It's easy to long press for a photo or tap for a 10 second video. With extra taps, extending the clip for up to 30 seconds. Okay, so there is a limit of 30 seconds. Hey man, I love this time. Uh, either fires up the light ring to let people know that you're recording, but
but is much more subtle than the permanent yellow ring that was on the V1. So like I had it up before, it's just going to have like little lights going around it. But that's still going to look weird. Like imagine just looking across the room and you just see someone's like glasses. Doo -doo 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 -doo. I'm like, okay. A lot of people aren't going to know what the hell that is. I, I can guarantee you a lot of people will not know what the hell that is and people will be upset. Over here, maybe not. But in the States, I feel like they'd know. Well, they should know. I don't know. I just feel like they're more... How should I say it? They just... They fall attack more than us, per se, in a sense. So they, they should know what's going on. Whereas over here, if I walk around, say on a beach or whatever, and I'm using my spectacles, uh, and this person may be like, oh, what are these stupid shades you got on? <laughs> I lie, like, that's what they're going to say. Pretty and they much. wouldn't even realize that, you know, like, I'm recording them by the camera on the screen, well, on the glasses. Oh, Lord, Ricky, why'd you have to go? See, now I'm thinking things. Because you mentioned beach and shades, essentially. And people won't recognize that these are shades. So then people are going to go onto the beach and, like, try to record people now. Like, rip any topless beaches. <laughs> like, like goodbye. Like, you're getting recorded. All because of Vicky. All, like, blame this chick right over here. It's an automatic thing. That's, like, the automatic thing that's popped in my head. <laughs> Um, Lee, honestly, I think it's just recording. Like, I don't think it morphs anyone or does anything like that. Because it doesn't really have a means to say, like, what to pick and choose. Also, it records and saves into, like, your Snapchat memories and then you can then upload it? I think it saves it onto an on, um, onboard chip, which then you can share over to via Bluetooth. Okay, okay. I mean, the simpler thing is just put some tape over the damn, like, lights, or just, so like, put something over it. then you're gonna have tape on the glasses, it's gonna then for bring more attention towards it. Or just, like, do something like what they did with Google Glass, and just 3D print something that you put over it. And this one is just a clip over it, it ha goes over the lights, and it doesn't really make a difference. Because you already have these two big ass lens on the side of your face, right, right here. Um. Okay, yeah. So you can only add stickers and drawings after you shoot and export your spectacle snaps. So there's no adding augmented reality face filters or dancing hot dogs to what you see first person. Yeah. Um, syncing to your phone yeah, requires Bluetooth and a 7 second press of the shutter button rather than a QR code like what the older one does. Uh, exports always happen in HD over the specs internal Wi-Fi now. So pair with Bluetooth, connect to Wi-Fi to the phone. And transfers can go four times quicker. Um, Can we sync your spectacles to Snapchat memories first before exporting the videos individually or as one big story to your camera roll? Hmm. 
and they also came up with this video so let's let's take a quick look gander see what horrors they they've unfolded for us Okay, so question. In the video, they quite literally have it where they're recording underneath the water. It's supposed to be waterproof. It's supposed to be waterproof. You're wearing glasses in the water. Swimming. I have no clue. But you won't be able to. Because the water's going to come up here. It's not like goggles. I'm going to keep my eyes open in the ocean. Okay. Okay. That. Okay. Back to lead. <laughs> <laughs> so this doesn't actually take advantage of the entire reason people use Snapchat. I don't know anyone that uses Snapchat and not the filters. We know some people okay. that don't use the filters, but they're not for the reasons that people actually use Snapchat. AKA a certain place that begins with M and S. <laughs> um, I mean, there are people like that. They're like, there are reasons why people would not use filters, especially if they just want to share things that's happening in their life. But the majority of people are using filters. Filters. Yep. That's like, that's like one of the only thing keeping Snapchat alive right now. I think that and messaging. Because people use, people tend to message people via Snapchat. Yeah. Yeah. And then share pictures and stuff like that personally and so on and so forth. Um, and I can't I keep up. Too much going on. Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp. Nah. I I don't use Snapchat really and truly. Me either. I stopped. Yeah. A while back. I, I don't have a reason to, like. I've already yeah. got WhatsApp, I've got Facebook, I've got Twitter, I've got I've got all actually that's all I that's all I actually use. Hangouts every so often. But you have a lot. There's there's too many. Um I'm Lee saying so beware the guy in the urinal next to you that has held down on the edge of his glasses for seven seconds. Dude, if I see anyone coming into the men's bathroom with glasses that look like that, <laughs> that's going to be a problem. Like, they, they need to put those in their pockets. Really, Lee? Like, 
that's what we're talking about like text messaging applications and like things we use to talk about and i'm not gonna use snapchat for that like come on it's it's enough enough is enough um sorry what i said agreed <laughs> yeah though i mean snapchat is doing something that's kind of interesting um they have new lens called snappable lens which you can play augmented reality games with your face so that is an interesting concept i'll show you guys what that looks like right now um though i mean i've seen other places use things similar to it like nintendo and the nintendo 3ds <laughs> So, I feel like that's a complete ripoff of Nintendo 3DS. Like, that's me personally speaking. And, like, the whole me thing. and Like, because it uses your... It takes a picture of your face. Actually, no, it might actually build up on it more than the 3DS, now that I think about it. Because the 3DS just took a photo of your face and used the front cameras to, like, move you around and like, stuff like that. This is actually like using your face and muscles and stuff like that this remind me of that like back in the day well before the 3ds clearly but they had on the dsi where they had like this game where take a picture of your face yeah that's, that's exactly it. That, you, that's like, it like little punches and stuff like that that that's exactly <laughs> it i don't remember the name of the game i probably still have it on my ds but <laughs> Oh, if I had my DS around me, like I would totally show you, but I don't know where it is. It's around there somewhere, somewhere. But um, yeah, I don't think that's enough to save Snapchat. I'm sorry. Yeah, I get another year or two, hopefully. <laughs> Say hopefully. <laughs> um. I don't know like snapchat we all i think we all thought snapchat would have died out by now so the fact that it has instagram came and instagram well, came about i thought i thought snapchat was done i don't know like maybe a year or two isn't enough maybe we aren't giving them enough credit maybe Five they're doing years? something right that we just don't know about because we're not Snapchat crazed fans, so we don't know. Yeah, I think I think this whole thing is like this snap, snappable lens. I think it's called. Is yeah, once or twice, and that's it. It's like animojis and give and... it two weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's like animojis and. What's the one for Samsung? AR emojis? Yeah, AR emojis. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like a week or two and it's okay. I'm done now. Yeah. Not worth, Not worth the like a thousand bucks 
that comes along with it that you have to spend to get the phone and stuff like that but you know with these i mean snapchat was free for us they just sell our information and sell us ads well give us ads uh yeah that's the sad part about it 22 um sorry 220,000 units that's actually kind of impressive when you really think about it but as our last topic for tonight uh if you have an iphone you may or may not have heard that the FBI and certain government agencies around the world have been looking for ways to get into your iPhone. They have run into issues with it, both with courts, trying to get the persons to unlock their devices, and as well as spending a hefty amount of money to have particular companies like Celebrate, for example, unlock devices for them. There is now a device that uh, you only spend a few thousand bucks and it gives local enforcement level, like from down, from down there all the way up, access to hack into your iPhone. And actually it then would then tell you what the code is to get into your iPhone and give them complete access. That said, uh, this made it the rounds as of last week with this particular, last week or the week before with this particular company coming out. Uh, I think it's called the Gray Key, iPhone Gray Key. That's it. Sorry? Oh, I said, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, the thing about it is though, is that at some point this device has to connect to the internet, it seems, because there was a programming error that happened when they were making some software update or like plugging it in or something like that where it connected to the internet and it's code that it uses to crack your iphone got leaked and someone was able to get in into that one small like moment where it connected to the internet and pull all of that for all of its coding and they're now blackmailing the company to say for a donation of at least two bitcoin and as of this moment two bitcoin into usd goes for around eighteen thousand four hundred and seventy nine dollars and ninety nine cents that is not bad as a price but still kind of crazy genius kind of it it roughly is the price of one of the devices that they use to crack the iPhones. Like the the device itself is like fifteen thousand dollars. So I, I think when they they just need to send sell maybe one one two just to be safe and it should be good to go. Pretty much, and I mean of course you know these these companies, well this company. People in the police departments around the world are going to want this, so it's not like it's going to be hard for them to sell and make the money. It's just 
how do you now handle being blackmailed as a company that cracks people's privacy? They got, they got cracked, cracking people's privacy. The cracker got, okay, I probably shouldn't use that. Well, anyway, the cracker got cracked. Because that, that is the technical term for like a, a bad hacker, a cracker. It's just people don't use that term all that often anymore. Probably because of the racial connotations behind that, but... Probably. <laughs> uh, Lee's saying that we have drones that will watch you hold your hands and making a camera click motion and know that your picture, you want your picture taken, which is true. And we also have tech that's, uh, that does have its place and it can be solved. The, well, it can solve the murder of one of your loved ones, you would appreciate it. It is inevitable that it would be used for bad, though. And I completely agree. Like, all technology has means and ways to be good and bad. It all depends on who's using it. This product, essentially, can be used for good. More than likely, it will be used as an invasion of privacy for little to no reason, I believe since they now don't necessarily need to like have as much of a warrant to have you um, unlock your phone anymore. They just connect it and they have access. And so there will be people just doing that. Just like how there are people who, for example, there was a, okay, so here's the thing. Some guy died. He broke the law and died. And it's because a police officer shot him. The police officer then went to the funeral home and tried to use the guy's fingerprint to unlock the guy's iPhone. Yeah. So we have police officers doing that kind of thing and he's completely within his rights to do it as a police officer. It's morbid and grotesque. Did it work? No, it didn't because you actually need a, a like heat and like a, it needs to be a living thumb. Uh, Lee's saying that he's of the belief that Apple gave them the green light or actually in a roundabout way owns the company that making this device, which you never know. It could be possible. They made a promise to the consumers that your information was safe, but the people who would cave under the pressure of the government, this is likely Apple's way to make both sides happy, which, you know, it is completely possible. I know Celebrite isn't connected they're actually an israeli company and they were the first to like crack into it i don't know if like this company was able to do similar stuff or if it's a apple thing we probably won't know for some time and matrix yeah he broke the law i think i don't remember the exact reasoning behind it um i don't think they were shooting he was driving away when they shot him i think he was still in his i know he was still in his car I think he was trying to, like, they were trying to get him out of his car. And he didn't want to? Something along those lines. Um, let me see. Cop, iPhone, funeral, home. See if I can pull up that news article. So, Florida police... Oh, God, God. What happened to Florida? Florida police shoot and kill black man to go to funeral home and attempt <laughs> to unlock his phone using his fingerprint. Um, apparently, the Florida police 
shot and killed a 30-year-old black man during a traffic stop. Only to later go to the funeral home days before the victim's burial in an attempt to use his fingerprint to unlock his phone as a part of the investigation. Um, his loved ones were furious, saying that the, uh, this added insult to an in a reversible injury. So they're allowed to pull him out of a refrigerator and use a dead man's finger to get into his phone. It's disgusting. We are fighting to find out what happened. Um, the lieutenant confirmed that they did go there in an attempt to unlock the phone. They didn't think they would need a warrant as there was no expectation of privacy after death. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was during a traffic stop. They shot him dead on March 23rd. They, the officers approached the vehicle. He was in a gas station to perform the traffic stop due to the vehicle's heavily tinted windows. Wow. Turns out the vehicle was actually a rental Philip was driving. However, as the 30-year-old provided the appropriate paperwork to show that the car was a rental, the officer said he smelled marijuana. <coughs> Officers told Philip that they were going to search him when, according to a police press release, he jumped into the driver's seat and tried to flee. Okay, so this is where it happened. Um, officer was identically hanging onto the car when Philip put the car in reverse and accelerated. And the uh, officer said Philip's actions caused him to fear for his life, which then prompted him to fire his weapon. And yeah, I'm not going to get into the whole privacy after death. And I'm not going to get into the reasoning behind the guy dying. Um, but it is very... It shows the depths that local government is willing to go to trying to get into your phone. Oh, yeah. And if they have access to do this, for example, they would then go into his phone without a warrant since he's a dead man. And then try to look for his marijuana dealer or see if he has pictures and of any things that may lead him to them. And that, but then raise the risk of invasion of privacy for not just him but for loved ones of his as well and that's the whole thing about it well i mean in this case fingerprints work the device goes beyond fingerprints they actually give you the passcode to the device so it bypasses everything and just lets you in period so yeah like the only way to really bypass this is to fail that so many times and then puts that like years and years and years off which then, you know, you're kind of screwed because you were being dumb, which officers have done before. So, yeah, there's that method. But I don't know, like. Cracking the cracker, it's it's one thing. Having this technology available is a completely different and I don't. I don't know. It, it, none of this really sits well with me. It's an invasion of, it's an, it's an invasion of privacy. Well, that's just me. But, yeah. I think it's an invasion of, of privacy. I mean, I don't have anything on my phone, so it doesn't really matter for me. 
But for persons who do have secretive stuff on their phone, then it would matter to them. They don't want to be out and about, even if they're still alive or if they're not still alive. Exactly. Um, actually, they can like kind of try to force you to give your password. Um, because the only way that they've gotten out of doing that is by saying you've forgotten what your password is. Um, and that's why they then built into iPhones and Androids the means to, like, whenever you restart your phone, you have to put in your password to unlock it the very first time. Because of the whole, you can, you use your fingerprint and it unlocks your phone. Whereas the very first time you start up your phone, after uh, you restart it or you turn it back on, then it's not going to read your fingerprint. You have to use the initial way to verify yourself, and then afterwards you're going to be able to use your fingerprint. Pretty much. And honestly, Lee, I don't think cracking the cracker is what's going to happen next. I think regardless of whether um, Gray, Gray Key gives them the two bits, uh, two Bitcoins or not, they'll probably release the source code for everyone. And then mass hysteria will probably happen. Because then everyone has now a means to crack into someone's iPhone. And so Apple will then need to find a new way about doing it. Yeah. Because you know their their whole thing is security, security, security. As you know, security, ecosystem, security. Pretty much. And governments hate that. But the consumers love it. Yeah. Because the government hates it. <laughs> For the same reason why the government hates it, consumers love it. And yeah, there are laws against self-incrimination and protecting people from it. But at the same time, you know, if you do know your password and you said as much or you they can prove that you should know your password, they can force you to do it. Or if you like much like the same thing with your fingerprint if you have if it, you're to a point where you can use your fingerprint to unlock your phone you will have to do that regardless of self-incrimination or not it's that's they're going to say that you're hindering the investigation by not allowing them access to evidence it's very much the same way as saying oh well i've got they they say that well we have evidence but it's in your safe we need you to unlock your safe. So, yeah, they can have a warrant and crack into your safe or have you uh, open up your safe. One of the two. So it's, it's all, I think they chose the name very well and saying gray. It's a gray area. Yeah. If they have a warrant then, and that's the whole thing getting the warrant and for them it's gonna be easy it's just having the means to do so once you have the warrant that i think is the real issue um i've read enough stories about it that's why i'm saying like there have been enough situations and news articles about these same kind of things 
like there is a precedent that's already happened that's why i'm saying it the way i am but i think that's that's really it for this episode um that we really plan on talking about and this one it's probably one of our longer episodes now i think about it Probably. Probably. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I want to just quickly thank Vakwell uh, for coming on the show. You're welcome. I'd like to thank my viewers, as well as Jay Brucifer, uh, Lee, and uh, Matrix for coming on and being, and well, commenting and being a part of the show in that aspect. And uh, yeah, as per usual, you can always find us back on Twitch, now Mixer, and Periscope, and Facebook on 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Times. Uh, Thursday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I should say. And uh, yeah, until next time, guys, take care. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Lee. Oh, wait, Vicky, did you? Did you kind of like do that? Yeah, I just like a little piece. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I approve.